Hello, anime people in our second week of quarantine anime double play episodes. You are here, we are here, and you are listening to episode 143 of your favorite anime podcast. This is Anime Double Play. Thomas, once again, is not here. He is dealing with his work quarantine the best he can by still going into work and still teaching classes and being super dope, but also super busy. But instead, I am here, and I am also graced with the presence of another awesome special guest. If you're on the Discord, which you should join, link is at Anime Double Play on Twitter. You know him. You love him. His name is Flammy, and he is here to pod with me today. Flammy, thank you for coming. Yes, thank you. I'm I'm yeah. glad to be on the show. Yes, very happy you agreed. When we were when I was trying to think of people to um fill Thomas's place during this weird time in the world, I was like, we should get people who have been listening to the podcast the longest, and that has been Bizette, who was on last week, and you. So happy to have you and um thank you so much for your support for the pod. Yes, you know, I really love listening to your podcast, so so I'm really gl glad to be beyond. Oh, and guys, I did not pay him to say that, I promise. That was so nice. <laughs> cool. So um, how's it going? How was your week? Do anything fun in regular life or anime life or video game life? We're open here. Uh, I don't think so. You know, we're, we've been under quarantine, so we haven't really been able to leave the house in general. Right. And you're... You're in California where it's like crazy. Yes. Yes, it's pretty bad here. So they said that people aren't supposed to leave the house except for, uh, you know, necessary functions. So I guess it hasn't affected me that much because I don't usually socialize that much. <laughs> it's definitely now, different. Yeah, but you used to like go to work, right? Yes. Yeah, so but that's now, like... Now telecommuting crazy yeah same with me i'm on week two of working from home which is working out great because animal crossing just came out <laughs> so right I, I hear you guys talking about it a lot on the discord yeah it's my first animal crossing game and i come from like square enix land where i play a lot of final fantasy and a lot of really driving character stories and serious like complex plots so when i just get thrown on an island and told to have fun with a net and a fishing rod i don't really know what to do <laughs> i like for the first like three hours of play i was like what do i do i can do whatever i want like i felt like i needed that guidance and like that structure and i didn't have it but now as the game has progressed a bit um it's getting better you go visit your friends if you have online it's fun so um it's just a huge adjustment for me but Again, quarantined, working from home, you can pop on every hour and catch some fish. It's working out. That's great. Yeah. Um, besides that, the only other anime thing I did, and I'm going to finish tomorrow. I almost finished today, but I had a conference call. I have three episodes left of Kimetsu no Yaiba. Oh, how's that? How's that? How's that? It's, it's okay. It's okay. I real. I mean, it's good. I like it. I understand why I dropped it. Going back to it, I really like the characters. Like ah, the characters. I say plural. I really like Tanjiro. He's a great guy. He's a good character. I support him in everything he does and every decision he makes. Um, 
everything else is okay. I mean, the animation's great, and the music's really good, like, sitting down and actually listening to the score. It's really good. But, um, it's fine, the rest of it. Like, the other characters are okay. The plot is okay. The pacing, I feel like, is messing with me a bit. I don't know. Like, I can't really totally subscribe, but... I'm happy I'm watching it and that I'm finishing it. Did you watch it? I watched up to, I think, somewhere around episode 16 or 17. It was right when, you know, that one guy that screams a lot and and wants all the girls to marry him. Once he showed up, it really, it really, you know, that that really was not something I, I enjoyed watching. Yeah, that seems to be the theme. Like, I dropped off also when he came in. A little earlier than you, actually. Um, but then once they develop him in the show, he's actually, like, a good guy and a cool character. But I just I just want him to shut up. Yeah. I, it yeah. drove me crazy. Even Inosuke, he's the guy with the boar head. Eno, boar, haha. Um, he also, need, everyone just needs to be quiet. There's too much talking. Oh, uh, yeah, he was very, very energetic. Yes. And my biggest pet peeve about the entire show, which I did talk about when it was airing, was um, Tanjiro being able to smell everything. It's a little much. Do you remember that? Hmm. I don't think so. It was a long time ago. Yeah. In a recent episode, he literally said, I can smell the grief coming off this demon. I was like, you cannot do that. Not allowed just a little much like oh like he's like oh i can smell this man from 50 feet away no you can't i don't and i'm all for suspending your disbelief i don't know just smelling stuff it's a little weird for me personally so did you end up are you going to plan on finishing it yeah i have three episodes left so I'm basically there. I had a, something came up for work, so I had to stop. I wanted to finish it today. My quarantine plan, I'll tell you, Flammy, finish Yaiba, which I'll do tomorrow. Finish Vinland Saga. Oh, Vin- Vinland Saga. I got so bored, but apparently it's great. I have like 14 episodes left of that. And then I have to start, I have to start Beastars. Did you watch Beastars? I did not. Okay, not- I need... I need to. Um, In the Discord, Avocado loves it. And a lot of people love it. And I hear it's great. But um, I just got to do it. And then next Friday, I'm not going to have this all done by next Friday. I'd be amazed. But either way, next Friday, the Violet Evergarden movie comes out. I don't know about that. Is the theater showing still happening? or? So there, there's two Violet Evergarden movies. There was one from last year that had a theatrical run in North America in February, the week after Valentine's Day. And that's less of a feature film and more of like two bonus episodes put together in like a two-part kind of anime movie showing. That movie is coming out, movie air quotes, air quotes with my fingers, is coming out on Netflix on April 3rd, next Friday. Right, right, okay. Very excited. Then the actual feature length film was, which was supposed to be out in the fall, but got delayed because of, unfortunately, because of the Kyoani fire is coming out um, April 24th in Japan and then probably theatrical run in the summer and then Netflix in the fall. 
is my guess. Um, Unless it goes direct to video now. It could. Uh, you know what? Yeah, the poster still says, I mean, they just released the poster for it. I have it saved on my phone. Let me pull it up. It's so beautiful. I saved it. Um, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, it says 4-24-2020 on it. But who knows? If it go, oh, if it went straight to Netflix, dude, clutch. I would love that. You watched Violet Evergarden. I did. Did you love I think it? The episodes were really good. You know, they were really dramatic and and you know heartbreaking, and others were just not so good. Yeah, it, it's definitely. I've been learning to appreciate the slow burn. Um, that shows a slow burn. Slow. Yeah. I but, think it gets better once they stop making her more like a robot. Yeah, and that's one of my biggest complaints about people having critique on the show. They'll say, like, man, Violet was so monotone. Like, it was so bad. I'm like, that's the whole point of her character in the beginning. She has to learn how to feel these things. So, of course, she doesn't She doesn't know how to feel. She can't express it. So she's going to be monotone. Everyone's like, oh, she's, she's a bad main character. I'm like, no, that's the whole point of her character. And then it develops into who you get at the end, which is, like, so great. Um, I, I'm trash. I love that show. So I'm very excited. When we go through our topic of the week, you will hear how much I love that show. <laughs> but we will get there. So, oh, cool. so I did, now that you are bringing up anime, I did finish uh, Made in the Abyss this week. <gasps> did you not see it before? No, I, well, I had watched the first two episodes and then I, I dropped it back in the day. Oh my gosh, what'd you think? It was actually really good. I was really surprised because, you know, it it seems like a, a some kind of it's like a dungeon crawl type anime. Yeah. They basically are forced to only go down until they reach, you know, what, you know, what they, you know, whatever is at the bottom. But I think it they pull in elements similar to what they do in, you know, Evangelion or Madoka, mm-hmm. where. Where, you know, it's just this, you know, things just look worse and worse as you progress, right? Everything starts out okay and, you know, things look like they're going to be great. And then you find out, you know, some secrets of the abyss. And then you find out more secrets of the abyss and more and more. And it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, the farther you go down, the more twisted it gets. Like, the abyss itself and in the story where you find out the secrets about the characters, no spoilers. Um, yeah, I love that show. The music is phenomenal. Um, the sec, it just got okayed for a second season that might be coming out this year. Right. I did hear there was going to be a movie because they were advertising it on the, on High Dive, actually. Okay. There were two recap movies, I think. I wonder if either of those movies is like a canon continuation. I know they got, um, let me just Google it quick. Season two cat movies and then it looks like a a sequel movie Ooh, and high dive's gonna have it that's dope well i think it's gonna be in theaters well it was gonna be in theaters okay advertising um the made in abyss movie dawn of the deep movie premiered in japan january 17 2020 the north american release 
is in April 2020. Even though the movie sequel released in 2020, Made in Abyss season two release date is unlikely to happen anytime soon, LOL. Although 2021 might be possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that story be- of Nanachi and uh, mm-hmm. uh, her name. Uh, I, d- I also don't remember. The redhead. Yes. Um, Michi. Yeah, Midi. Midi. Midi, yeah. It was very devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of... Are you watching Somali in the Forest Spirit? Yes. Okay. Um, last week, I think when I was talking with Bazzi, I said that Somali kind of reminds me of Made in Abyss by how, like, it can be so cute, but also so gruesome and, like, violent. Of course, Made in Abyss, Abyss is 2,000 times more violent than Somali in the Forest Spirit, but it just has those, like, flashes of, like, ultra-violence that I find really interesting. Yeah, I mean, Somali is definitely, is, is, you know, it's definitely a lot more violent than, than you would expect. Totally, after, like, the opening is so, like, picturesque and like the story like golem dad and little girl go on forest adventure and then like humans are horrible and they kill everything it's it's a lot it is but i'm so glad that you watched made in abyss it's really good i'm i'm happy i'm trying whenever i talk to someone and i think they'd like it anime fan or not not i try to get them to watch it i definitely think it's worth it and if you are listening listener and have not watched made in abyss do it. Totally worth it. It is totally worth it. I would I recommend it. Nice, nice. So since we started with we talked about Somali, do you want to jump into the weeklies? Sure. Okay, we'll it. do we'll do communal weeklies and then we'll talk about separate weeklies. I don't know what you watch. I'm very excited to find out. But let's jump into what we know we both watch. So you know what I watch. What do you know we both watch? Because I don't know. Uh, I would assume we both watched Shihaya Furu. Yeah, dude! Dude, this was the crazy episode. Tell, Okay, so I read the manga. So I knew this was going to happen, and I knew they were going to end the season with this, and I couldn't believe it, but I had to not say anything. Please tell me everything. Tell me what you think. I need to know. Okay, well, I guess the episode starts out where they have his birthday celebration, right? Mm-hmm. So they end up doing that, you know, that, I guess they, apparently they had done it earlier in this, in a, in the show where they have a group, group uh, karuta session. Yeah, they, they, they call, they, they call it a Genpei match and they say it as if we're supposed to know it from before. And I just never remember them calling it that. So I was also confused. Yeah, I was confused too, but apparently they did show it before, maybe. Or maybe yeah, it was a... um when they were in elementary school. It was that was the kind of match they were playing because they were kids and they couldn't like memorize everything. So they would play one board with three people instead of like individual boards with all right. the cards. Yeah, and um, all the cards were there. But they just expected us to remember that from like 2012, and the answer is no. <laughs> I don't. Right. Yeah, actually, it seemed pretty interesting. Yeah. I would have seen more more of the matches, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a lot to squeeze into this little episode. Right, right. 
So I guess it ended up with, uh, oh, how much spoilers do we go into on these weeklies? We go. We go. We go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess they said that whoever scored the most points, they created a, a complex scoring system for it. And whoever scored the most points would get a, a kiss from Tai Chi. Which is so silly. It's always like that, right? Uh, it's an anime. It's shoujo trash, man. We here. We here to play. And of course, you know, who who would get the highest score but Tai Chi himself and Chihaya? Mm-hmm. And instead of just taking the tie, Chihaya's like, nah, man. We're going to fight it out. And Tai Chi's not going to kiss, kiss himself. Yeah, I mean, you know, they should have done it. They should have played another match, but I guess they, they ran out of time. Yeah, they did. They got kicked out of the um, cultural hall because they took too right. long. Right. And then but what then we get the scene. That's we get right. the most beautiful scene ever where Tai Chi finally bites the bullet and says how he feels about Chihaya to Chihaya, and then it all goes downhill from there. Right. You know, that scene was so beautiful. They had, you know, the window was open in the club room, and then they had the breeze blowing through their hair, and all the cherry petals blowing it was, through their It was amazing. It looks just like that in the manga, too. I'll have to send you some screenshots. It They, like, they just took it, and it was so good. And they got all the lines right, like everything he says, he like basically says perfectly in the anime. And she's, here's the thing. Well, let me ask you first, who do you ship? If you ship, no pressure, what's your Chihaya Fudu ship? I mean, you know, truthfully, the way I see it is you can't ship her with anyone because she's not really interested, right? She's only interested in, in Karuta. Yes. I mean, that but... would be her but if i ship had, her with tai chi. interesting it would be worth yeah. it. Oh, i read that. i read interviews with the author and you know it's in a shoujo magazine so they're like oh who's she gonna get with blah blah and the author has literally said chihaya is not interested in romance in her life right now she is focused on like her career so whether or not she even gets with everyone anyone i don't know yet it depends on what she wants to do and where she's going to take her own story. I was like, yeah, girl. Hey, I would, let's, I'm, I'm willing to write it out. I just feel like Taichi is such a cool, complex character. I just want him to be happy. But if he can, if, if Chihaya ends up with Arata and Taichi can still end up happy, I'll be okay with that. But we'll see. I mean, he does have a lot of choices, right? It doesn't have to be Chihaya. Yeah, but that's the only person he can see right now. I guess so. Because he says one of his famous quotes is like, all these girls are in love with him in the high school and they confess to the him and whatever. And he says, I, I want to pick the woman I devote myself to. Which is like kind of a dick move because he said, I want to, it's basically like, I want to fall in love first. I don't want anyone to fall in love with me. I want to like, pick who I spend my life with, but like they've also got to pick you back. Yeah. I feel like I mean, it has to be mutual, right? Yeah. So we'll see. But in Tai Chi, who has really good luck from all his matches as we know, 
he quits he gets rejected and then he quits the club yeah i mean you know all this time he was you know going to all those tournaments and he just quits the club all of a sudden makes you wonder why he went yeah yeah what's he what's he doing I don't think he even knows. He's about to go on an amazing character journey, which we'll hopefully see in a season four when it gets made. They they have so much content that they can go through that they have to they have to make a season four at this point. It would be ridiculous if they didn't announce it right after the end of the season, which is tomorrow. Just horrible. But I've loved this show. Um, I know on the Discord you were a huge supporter of the music, and you're right. The music in the show is incredible. Oh, it is. It's, it's yeah. absolutely beautiful, and it has. I don't know. There's just a lot of different, you know, all the all the match music, and all the different music in there. It's it's just it's wonderful. It I really pretty- like it a lot. Like, Chiaya Fudu is such a vibrant show, and the music is able to just, like, breathe that extra, like, life into it, which you didn't even know it could be more lively. And then the music comes in, and it's just incredible. And um, I think it's a great show. And it's about poetry cards, but it's still great. So, listener, breaking the wall again, if you haven't seen Chiaya Fudu, also watch that. We are here with the Anime Rex this week. Watch that show. Yes, definitely. Watch it. It is, oh, it is technically double play approved. Both of the hosts approve of the show. Good job, Flamey. Double play approved. Nice. All right. What's next? I think we can talk about, we can talk about Somali again. Do you want to talk about it some more? Yeah, let's go into um, broader what happened in the episode. So basically, oh no, there's a human. We're on the run. And, um, God, I watched it yesterday. I don't even... Oh, yeah. And then Auntie freaking, like, just tells another story about how horrible the humans are as a species, which just makes my skin crawl. Like, we're such bad people in this universe. And then poor Somali is like, I'm a horrible person. And then Golem Dad goes crazy. Yeah, he, he he transforms, right? Almost. Yeah, he tur- he turns into, like, he definitely transforms. I don't know into what, but he is a different being at the end of this episode. Yeah, it looks like he's also falling apart at the same time. Yeah, well, he says during, like, the chase and stuff, he goes, I can defend Somali, but it will cut short my operating time. So he's definitely falling apart. Yeah, hopefully they, I guess the next episode is the last one, right? Yeah, which is crazy. I wonder if they'll do a season two of that. I don't know. It's based off a webcomic. It's like not a manga or a light novel. So I don't really know how far the comic is. I would have to do some research and come back. But either way, it'll probably be interesting. Yeah, I guess uh, hopefully they, they make it out. Yeah, I imagine there's no season two because they all just die in the mine. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be awful. <laughs> that would be awful. Um, one thing I do like about the show, particularly 
particularly in this episode that I want to shout out is the lighting. Um, they're in this dark mine for most of the episode. Dark, again, air quotes that you can't see. But it doesn't necessarily feel dark. It doesn't look dark. You understand that it's dark from, like, other episodes, but they I think they just do a really good job with the lighting and the coloring in all the different environments they have in the show. We've been in forests. We've been in caves. We've been in, like, underground chambers, and everything has such a distinct feel and lighting and color scheme that you can kind of understand where you are. Nothing is very samey about the set design of this show. And um, I just wanted to shout it out and appreciate it because I noticed it in the mind. So A plus. I think the show, you know, I, I, I actually like the more, you know, harrowing episodes. And I'm not as big of a fan of uh, the more relaxing, laid back episodes personally yeah no i agree i think I, there's a place for the relaxing episodes like not every show can be natsume yujin show i don't know if you've seen that or not uh no i haven't okay it's very very relaxing but you if you squint you can see the plot there's not much there, but it's a very chill, wonderful, heartwarming show. And I can only take that sometimes. Somali, I think, has a good balance of being like really chill and relaxing and then messing you up. <laughs> yeah, it definitely can mess you up sometimes. Yeah. So, but I'm liking it. I mean, of course, I wonder how it's going to end. Um, uh, I think it's going to not end on a cliffhanger, but I don't think it's going to have much of a conclusion. I think Golem Dad's going to be fine, and then we're going to continue our journey. I doubt there's going to be a solid end. So you don't think it's going to end with him ending? No, I don't, I don't think so. I think he has too much time left. He has like a year and two months left. If he transforms, no, like maybe he'll burn six months. Maybe. Uh, I think it could end. All right. Well, we will find out next week, and then we will we will cast our bets, and we'll find out what happens. Well, next week, we'll find out on Thursday. Thursday. Well, that's right. Yeah. So. Is it Thursday? It is. Uh, okay. I, th I think it comes out Thursday nights. I usually watch it on Saturdays, but it comes out on Thursdays. Right. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, can I pick what we talk about next? Sure. Did you watch Azokin or do you watch Azokin? I did watch Azokin. It ended. Yeah. I did not expect it ending. I think what was surprising to me was that they were able to rework the whole thing. Yeah. And it went really well. It looked really good. But just like as an anime series outside of the anime they made, I, I did not know how many episodes it had. I was, of course, I was assuming 12 or 13. I didn't realize this was episode 12, and I didn't expect it to end. Hmm. I mean, it did end. It felt very rushed to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I think... I mean, the ending was... was I think it was pretty solid. It wasn't as great as all the previous episodes, but yeah, the it had a really awesome um, panning zoom out, which I thought was really beautiful. The final scene, but um, there's a crisis. 
they're working on it. What do we do with the music? They rework the mu- They have to rework the whole thing. So they do that. We see the anime, and it's awesome. And then um, Asakshi is just like, yeah, we'll keep working hard. And then the entire series ends. You know, I'm sp- that, that animation looks impossible to do with two main animators. In 60 and, days. I think they had yeah. like 60 days. That looks impossible. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. And of course, you have to suspend your disbelief a little for the sake of the show. And the, it, the, the mini movie itself was really cool. And I could see how good it could have been with the upbeat, like, action music. But it also had an added, like, sentimentality with the slow music. It was less about the action and more about, like, the terror of war and tearing people apart instead of an action movie, it became almost like a war drama, which just shows everyone how much music matters in a production from the musician takes a pose. But um, I thought that complete change was interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's amazing that they were able to get it to work before. Yeah, and they did, and it was great. And then they sold it, I guess, at... Comet. Comet. Oh, Comet A. Comet A, because copyright. Right. I mean, truthfully, I would be surprised if they broke even with the amount of work that they had to do. Well, they technically didn't. I I guess if you monetize the labor, I was going to say, like, financially, they didn't spend any money. Oh, Uh, another thing I was thinking of. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Didn't they have, like, voice acting auditions? Oh, yeah, but they, you're right. They, I think they, you're right. They skipped everything, right? They rushed yeah. you over to get to in the a mo- In a montage, they showed people in a recording booth voice acting. And one of the draws was that um, Mikuzashi was going to be voicing this anime. And then there was no dialogue. Yeah. You're right. There was none. None at all. So that's just interesting. Maybe they had to cut it, but then I feel bad for the people who like won their spot in the anime that they weren't in it. You know, I think Azuken overall is is actually very similar to to another show called uh, Shirobaka. Yes, I dropped it. Yeah, I think those two they actually cover almost the exact same material, except you know Azuken is a lot you know. Shirobako is more about the the work environment. Right, the professional setting. Yes. Yeah. Yes, well, it's more more high school and and people, you know, kids doing, you know, their passion projects. Yeah, it would be interesting to compare the two. I think I watched like six episodes of Shirobako and got bored, which is wrong of me, but I was also like it was a while ago it was like five five six years ago which is really scary to think about um i I like just went into college when i started watching it right you know that that i think you you draw you got bored right at the worst arc that's why the worst episode of the work arc worst arc was like episode seven where they had to dude that's where i dropped it Episode yeah. 7, yeah. It's, it's right when the director wants to, like, change the story or, or change the way a scene is executed. 
that one was really boring. So did you think, like the show overall, though? You enjoyed it? Yeah, it's really good. I think the ending is is amazing. It's mm. I think everyone was, you know, thinking it's, you know, pretty good. But then once the ending comes around, the last three or four episodes, it gets really good. Okay, but and I, it's 24 episodes? 26? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, all the remaining episodes basically just cover the exact kind of thing that Azakin covers, where it's, you know, everyone's under time pressures and and you know things don't work out the way you would expect them to and there's always compromises all the same right. kind of things yeah huh okay uh, who knows if this quarantine is as long as people are saying it is i'll have plenty of time to watch shirabako as well yeah i would uh, just go to the next arc just skip okay. that arc that sounds good but um with Azokin as a whole, my comments on the show, and then you can give yours. I liked it. I never loved it. I felt like a lot of people loved the show, and like it was so great. I didn't. I couldn't get on board that way. I definitely think the show had really amazing moments, but um, overall, I liked it a lot. Uh, I liked it. I didn't like it a lot. I liked it enough to keep watching it, but it didn't blow my mind. What about you? About me, I think. There are parts of it that I really liked, like, you know, their their creative talent that, uh, mm-hmm. what, what's her name? The, 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 the shortest one. I forget uh, her name. Asakusa? Asakusa, yes. You know, she's always brimming with ideas and, and always getting distracted with more and more ideas. And you can really feel how she's always inspired by things and how she always wants to create things. You know, that part of the show I really liked. And I liked, you know, their, their enthusiasm and, and passion for, for what they were doing and how they took inspiration from everything around them. And then, you know, how, how it conflicted with, with the reality, you know, that even if they wanted to, to try to put all of these ideas, you know, to make them all happen, it's, it's you know, they, they never have enough time. Right. right. They they need someone else to to you know you know keep them on track. Otherwise, they never finish. That kind of stuff I I found you know really intriguing. And then the way they executed the the, the animation scenes where where it would, it would bleed into the real life. Mm-hmm. That that was was amazing too. I really enjoyed those scenes. Yeah, the cool thing about Ezo Ken is that it's not an anime original, it's based off a manga. And I would love to read the source material and kind of, I don't like comparing the anime to the manga um, in certain situations, but I would like to see how a manga about anime does it, you know, and kind of see yeah. where uh, Yuasa took and where he took artistic freedom because he's a crazy director anyway it would definitely be interesting but i definitely liked the show overall i loved uh, the those scenes where they're creative as you said were awesome i also love the episode with um the sound girl and they go through like getting like the original sa- raw sounds from the in- different environments for the anime i thought that was fascinating so right. it was good a catalog of sounds everywhere right yeah, she literally had a room full of sounds and needed another room to store them. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Azoken, 
Double play approved. It was yes. good. All right. What's next for you, Flammy? I don't know. I don't remember what else you guys are watching. Do you watch Haikyuu? Oh, I do. Yes. I was watching it in my room, and my fiancé was downstairs playing Dark Dark Souls, and he could hear me screaming watching the Haikyuu episode. Oh, this episode was just the match, right? Yeah, finally. Oh, it was so good. I scream whenever anyone dumps. Any setter dumps over the net, I'm screaming because it's such a burn. It's like such, ugh. But it was a good episode, and we won in, spoilers, I guess, we won in two straight sets. Let's go. Like, we're finally on track. It felt good to be back. You know, this about this season of Haikyuu, I actually do not like it that much compared to the previous seasons. I agree. I totally agree. But tell me why. Okay, so I guess... You know, that, that usually when they do a training arc, which is what they pretty much did in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. it's usually people learning new skills, right? New yeah. abilities and improving. And it felt like in this training arc, there wasn't any visible, obvious improvements, right? That's true. So you don't really get a sense of satisfaction that they're progressing. Maybe and- that was it. My issue with this season so far, I felt like the training arc didn't go anywhere, which could be a result of that. Um, It it felt long, and I feel like even with their past training arcs, Haikyuu has never felt like they were drawing something out, and there was always, like, some intriguing character moment or something. I did not 100% get that through this training arc. And then also, even in this episode, the match, which I loved because we're like, it's a volleyball anime, and my God, we are finally playing volleyball. Um, I felt like the pacing of the match wasn't as effective as, ha- as as it's been in the past. I feel like just like the way they were cutting to different people and showing the play of the ball, I can't put like, I can't point anything out, but I just feel like it was done better before as opposed to this season. Right. So what I think is the reason it's not as good this season, the matches so far, is because they haven't done a lot of character development of the opposing team. So you really don't have a good idea of, of their abilities or their motivations or anything. So you're really, it's, you know, it feels like they're competing against, you know, just random nobodies, right? Hmm. I, them. I liked last episode, though, in that regard, where they didn't, like, give you background, background like, backstories, sorry, losing the ability to English. They didn't give you backstories on the other team, but they just showed enough interaction and they implied enough that you could get where they were coming from. And I felt that that was I felt like that was a good use of time. Cuz I guess the point is where we beat this team, we're moving on. You know. Right. right. They're the small potatoes, I guess, for this season. Yeah, finally, we're not small potatoes. Other people are small potatoes. Let's go, Karasa now. So pumped. But, yeah, I thought this episode was really good. I thought some of the character models and some of the animation was really bad. Hmm, I don't think I can comment that much on it because it looked okay. I didn't 
I guess I'll have to go look back at previous seasons and see. I thought a lot of people's like forearms were getting messed up and like Hinata's faces as opposed to last season were just like they had like no lines. They were just colors like it, it, it doesn't. And I understand it's a new art style, new art direction, but it almost feels in those moments a little too abstract for a sports anime, which is. And this isn't like Prince of Tennis where they're going Super Saiyan and they're hitting the tennis ball around the pole back into the court. Like this is a pretty realistic setting. No one has crazy superpowers. This isn't Kuroko Basket. Um, And it just seems a little too abstract for what the show's going for. But I could be nitpicking because I love this show so much and I want it to succeed. I mean, it could be production issues, right? It could be. Yeah. That's probably the most likely reason because they've been, a lot of shows have been delayed. Yeah, because of the virus. Yeah. It could be that. Mm. We'll have to take a look at the DVD cut and see if they make any changes. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Good point. Good point. Um, All right. What else? What else? Oh, My Hero? Do you watch My Hero? I do not. Okay, you didn't miss much. We sang a song. It was super cute. The arc ended. That's it. Wow. That's action tough. The song was really good. It was a really good song. And, like, I was smiling the whole time watching it because I love all the characters and they were all so cute and they were dancing. And it was Shoujo Trash. But, like, the beginning of the episode, they tried to do this really big cathartic emotional release about this bad guy we're supposed to care about, but just don't, because he was in two episodes, and no one cares about him. Um, So, yeah, it was fine. I'm glad the season's ending. (laughs) That doesn't sound like a very ringing endorsement. Unfortunately, it's not. The first... I... I was never in love with My Hero. Season two of My Hero Academia was great. I loved that season. I thought it was really well done. It made me want to read the manga because I didn't want to wait. And then the rest of it happened, and it's back to being okay. Like, I wasn't in love with season one. I just watched it because of the hype. Then I loved season two, and now I'm just back to being like, yeah. So, we shall see. But I don't want to spend too much time on that, so let's consider that done. And okay. then I think the, the last thing I watch is Hanako, which you don't watch. Yeah, tell me about it. How is it so far? Oh, I love it, Flammy. And it's not that good. Yeah, are it, you sure? <laughs> well, you know when you're, like, watching something and you're just, like, really engaged and really into it, and sometimes you just, like, have to wait for it to end and step back to be able to, like, fully analyze it? I'm so deep right now that I don't even want to leave. I just like it so much. But so I understand. Okay, so this episode, so it's actually a continuation from the last episode, which is a long story, so I can't really get into it. But um, oh, it's like spoilers. I don't know. I know no one really watches it, so I don't really want to say anything because I want people to watch it. Um, well, if you spoil, you know, I think people won't care because it might induce them to watch it. I, mean, I guess so. I've watched Made in Abyss for a long time, and I heard all sorts of spoilers. But, but my, one of my favorite things 
One of my favorite things about Hanukkah is the way it reveals its secrets. It never tells you something flat out. It just gives you little hints and it just like keeps feeding you breadcrumbs a little at a time. And you're just like, I'm so hungry. Give me more. Um, so I'll do my best. But basically this ghost that we met a couple episodes ago is back, but he lost his memories and the main girl gets trapped in another like between the living and the dead world boundary and she has to find her way out with him. And then um, the evil ghost comes and tries to manipulate our friend ghost to becoming bad and he succeeds. And we kind of have to figure out how to deal with our ghost friend who's now brainwashed and evil as opposed to just brainwashed. And it's, uh, it's good. And the evil guy we don't know why he's evil yet, but they keep hinting at it, and it's so cool. And so basically, Hanako is haunting the school because in his life, he he killed someone, he murdered someone. So he's, he's up repenting for his crime by haunting the third floor bathroom of the school. And the evil but- ghost is the person he murdered. Oh. So does the evil ghost want revenge? Is that why? No. Here's the thing. Spoiler, mute the next five seconds if you don't want to hear. The evil ghost is his twin brother. Oh, weird. He murdered his brother in his life, and they're both haunting the school. Wow. And you don't find out. Like, they just tell you a little bit at a time. He's like, oh, I murdered someone. And it's like, oh, I murdered someone important. And then you see, you find out it's his brother. And you're like, how is it his brother? And then you find out his brother's still around, but he's evil now. And they're like two sides of the same coin where the evil brother grants the wishes of ghosts who haunt the school. And the Hanako, the good, even though he murdered the guy, I don't know what happened yet because they won't tell me. The good brother is the one who... um grants wishes for the living so they kind of like have to coincide it's really it's a really interesting dynamic and he the evil brother is in this episode a lot and he's such a cool evil maniacal character i just love watching him dance around the screen and next episode's the last episode and there's no way they can just end it so i don't know what they're gonna do and i'm just so in i'm really excited you have to tell me if it ends up being great all the way through you should watch it (laughs) yeah i'll probably put it on on my list if it ends well yeah um it it's like a cute little like slice of life supernatural mystery show until episode five and then we're like balls to the wall let's go and it's so good from there on so okay yeah i will let you know next week if it ends well because i am totally digging it whether it's good or not i'm too far in to know but I'm totally digging it. Nice. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, so what else are you watching? We are almost an hour in, and we haven't gone to the topic of the week yet. Okay, well, I'll go sort of No, quick. don't don't go fast. I just noticed, and I laughed. It could be, people are in quarantine. They have plenty of time. We can go as long as we want. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so I guess one of the shows I'm watching is called Smile Down the Runway. <gasps> You're watching that about the models? Yeah, so so basically it's about, uh, or do you want me to go through the, the uh, summary of the show? or Whatever you, you want to that... do. You are a okay. host. It is your time yeah, to shine. So, so Smile Down the Runway is about this, uh, so there's, I guess it, it starts out where you have uh, 
a little girl who's the daughter of a famous fashion designer and who owns like a fashion studio. And she basically wants to become a model for his fashion studio. And, uh, you know, when she's young, you know, people tell her, oh, you're going so tall. You know, if you keep going at this weight, you'll become, you know, perfect. You have the perfect proportions for to become a runway model. But then they fast forward to the present and she hasn't grown at all since then. So so she's like around five feet tall at that point. And then, yeah, so, you know, she's trying to get modeling work and it's just not working out. And she runs into this guy at her school who, you know, likes making clothes. And uh, basically, uh, he ends up making an outfit for her and she ends up wearing it. And I guess she gets, uh, like, gets a picture taken in front of, you know, in public. And it goes, not viral, but, you know, it it becomes noticeable. And they want to, people want to actually buy that outfit. Mm. So, yeah, so what happens is, at that point, they actually flip the story around to the guy. So the story is not actually about the girl, in reality. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the problem on his side is, is actually his family is not very well off financially. So he can't actually, you know, pursue his dreams as easily as other people can. His, his mom is, is sick and his dad, oh. I, don't know, I don't know where, he, you know, they probably mentioned where he is, but he's not anywhere there now. I, he probably left the family. So he has to take care of his sisters and help out at home. So... Basically, the show is about, you know, him trying to achieve his dreams of becoming a clothing designer, you know, while also giving small sip, snippets of, of the model, you know. Oh, interesting. Become, yeah. So they actually, I think, you know, the show is, has some issues. It has some weird pacing issues where it seems like they'll jump from, from plot point to plot point without some of the in-between stuff. But I think overall, it's 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 actually pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, it sounds like a cool kind of drama situation. Yeah, it has a ton of drama. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it's a lot like that you know the the Koto anime. Oh, uh, the Koto anime. Yeah, yeah, it has a lot of drama. Can't believe they freaking made nationals the Koto anime. Yeah. Oof. I did like it though. Yeah, so if if you're interested in in you know seeing a guy try to become make it in the fashion industry, you know, trying yeah, to Yeah, I'll have to put it on my back burner. Yeah. You never know when I, you're going to be in the mood for an anime you never thought you were going to watch. Right. Actually the the most recent episode was actually really good. But Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I guess it basically involves, uh, you know, the model's uh, fa- performance at a fashion show. But Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess it's it's probably, I don't want to spoil it, so. Okay, no, that's fair. Okay. Uh, you know, I guess I'll talk about, you know, there's, a, there's another uh, sort of like a battle royale type. Yes, type. Um, let me guess. Is it Darwin's game? Yes, it's Darwin's game. 
How is it? Thomas was supposed to watch it and then just totally did not commit. Yeah, so I think if you've ever watched uh, Future Diary, this show feels very similar to that, except the girl is not crazy. Not totally crazy. (laughs) It's sort of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just another one of those. It's, It's actually pretty fun to watch, you know. The action scenes sometimes are pretty interesting. You know, the, the situations that they they get into and, you know, need to figure out how to, how to you know, survive can mm-hmm. be interesting. So if you're into those kind of battle royale, you know, death game, those right. kind of, it's, it's definitely one to watch. You know who loves Future Diary? My brother. Oh, really? Why didn't he watch it? I'll have to get back on him once his life becomes normal again. Cool, cool. Yeah. Oh, and then final question. Did you keep up, up with the jeweler, Richard? I did. How yes. is it? Okay, so so Jeweler Richard is an episodic show. Yes. So every week they basically tie in just some random person's story and how it relates to, you know, why they're going to this jeweler. So, you know... The episodes are always hit and miss. Some are interesting and some are not, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it's hard to describe what makes it appealing or good, but, you know, some of the stories are pretty interesting. I can, you know, talk about one or two if, if you think that'd be interesting. If for you people. want to, go for it. Uh, okay, so I guess the most interesting episode was basically this woman comes in to get her engagement ring appraised. Mm-hmm. And she's acting really depressed. And so, you know, these guys, Richard and, and you know, the, the main character, who's his assistant, they don't really know why she's so depressed, but, you know, they don't want to pry. Yeah. And then, yeah, so she just wants to figure out, you know, how valuable is this ring? Uh-oh. You know, yeah, well, basically, uh, you know, the, the, the ring that he, she was given, there's like two different types. One is like, the the stone is more valuable than the other type of the the same kind of stone. Mm -hmm. So when she hears that the stone is more valuable, she gets even more depressed. He's dead. The fiancé's dead? No, no, the fiancé's not dead. Dying? Is he sick? (laughs) So so what it ends up happening was, was it turns out that she was actually cohabitating with another woman for many years. And then she only started dating this guy because her family, you know, wanted her to try to experience, you know, a different way of life, I guess. Right. Oh, or, you know, become a no. normal. And so, you know, she tried it out and she was just not happy. Right. And then when he asked her to marry her, you know, marry him, she 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 was not happy. And when she gave him the he gave her the ring, she was not happy. So that was a story. One of the stories in in Jeweler Richard. Oh, that's a bummer. That's sad. Yeah. I mean, you know, that first episode, it was about, it was about uh, his mom. Yeah, that was a good, like, I don't know why I didn't, not, I didn't even stick with it. I didn't love, I guess, the presentation or the characters, but, like, the story of the first episode was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple that are good like that, and then a lot of others that are not that good, so it's... You know, it's episodic, so it's it yeah. depends on the quality of each individual story. I don't know how I was able to watch all of the Holmes of Kyoto and none of 
the mysterious case files of the jeweler Richard. I think I'm just high school girl trash. Like, I really don't know. It could be. It could be. Very well could be. But, um, cool. Do you want to jump into the weeklies? Uh, I mean, we just did the weeklies. I'm a dirty liar. Do you want to go into the topic of the week? Sure. Okay, guys. So, uh, we have basically a decade of anime to go through. So I told Flammy as honorary co-host, what would he want to talk about on his episode? And he had a great idea. Let me just pull up my list. Um, he said we should go through like different years of anime and pick our favorite anime from each year and talk about it. So we picked out one anime a year, our favorite there's more air quotes happening. A lot of air quotes today, just because it's really some of the years were really hard to pick. Um, from 2007, from 2007 to 2019, our favorite anime of the year, which was hard for me because I didn't really start watching seasonal anime until um, like 2010. We have an interesting age gap between Flammy and I, so I think it'll be cool to see which anime we watched at different points in our lives, and I think it'll be really interesting. So we picked anime from the year it was it came out. Right. 2007, 2019, let's do it. Flammy, your favorite anime of 2007. Okay, so I think first and foremost, I just want to say that, you know, as the years came on, anime got a lot better. Yes, I agree. Yes, it's very noticeable, right? When you start looking through it, the the earlier year, the earlier you go back, the further you go back, the the less the less options you have in terms of what you would say is really good. Yeah, I have asterisks next to 2013, 2014, and 2016. Those were really hard for me to pick. I have some runner-ups. Right. Okay, so I guess for 2007, my pick for favorite anime that year not the best anime but the favorite my favorite anime mm-hmm. that was Nodame Kantabo. oh my gosh okay I own all of that on DVD I, ha- I found it on sale last year and I've never no, no, watched you it don't. you don't what? You, you own something else right because that's not out on DVD what's your is this the music one with the violin no that that one's La Cordo de Oro Oh, is this the bakery one? No, No Dame is a music one, but it's not that music one that you own. Oh, okay. Sorry. Keep going then. Yeah. I've heard of it. I'm going to Google it right now. Okay, so No Dame Cantabo is basically about this guy who, who is at this music mm-hmm. college. And he's sort of frustrated because he, he's scared of going overseas, and he feels like he's better than everyone else at the college. But he ends up running into this girl called Nodame, who is this musician. And she's sort of a strange girl. And when she sees him, she immediately falls in love. And the story of that show is basically about how they progress in their music careers as he tries to become a top conductor and mm-hmm. she tries to become a pianist. And it's looking, just... looking at the images, I've totally seen this before. I've heard it's very good. But you've seen it before? No, I've like I've seen it. Like I've I haven't watched it, but I've seen it. Like it is, I recognize it. Yes, it's yeah. it's it's actually really great. I think it starts out a little silly because 
you know, it's it's about these, you know, the girl is sort of strange. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the situations they get into can be sort of strange. But it really gets, you know, in depth into the music and and, you know, how they advance in their careers. It's, it's just really great. I, I really can't. Yeah, it sounds totally up my street. Yeah, I would. I recommend if you, you ever get a chance to watch it, you should watch it. Totally cool. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think it's available anywhere anymore. Really? Not even on Crunchy? On nowhere, no. Wow. Okay. I will. I'll keep it in the back of my mind if I ever see it. Neat. Yeah. Okay, my favorite anime of 2007 is Topa Garen Lagann. Oh, right. The, the most epic of, of shows. Like, uh, how do you even... I don't know. It's, it's great. Like, of course, I had to... In 2007, I was in the seventh grade. So I kind of voted out, like, all the Naruto's and Bleach... And like all those kind of longer running ones, because Naruto was probably my favorite anime from 20, 2007 to 2010. And then 2011 to 2013, it was probably Bleach. Like, I, I tried to just stick to more like seasonal stuff. Um, but Gurren Lagan, man, Shonen Staple, let's go. Very good. It has so, so many amazing quotes. Yeah, like, easily one of the most quotable shows um i've watched it a couple times i've gone back to it plenty of times in my adult life and in college and it 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 holds up it always means something to you whenever in your life you watch it it's just a great show oh it's amazing fight the power all right 2008 i'm gonna go with this one because this was the first anime i ever watched weekly in 2008 i was still in middle school I think I was even watching it on, like, YouTube. I don't remember how I got, how I even watched this show. But first weekly, an, first weekly anime I ever watched, and my favorite 2008, Toradora. Oh, the, the romance. Yeah. Toradora. The, the, the palm top, palm, palm top tiger, right? Was that yeah. what they called it? You got it. I remember. It was good. I remember I thought the anime was slow, so I read the manga up into episode six, and then I started watching it at episode six, and I watched from six every week to the end, and um, it was so good, and it's still so good. It's my brother's favorite rom-com of all time, Toradora. Wow. Yeah, he he watches it. I think Reddit does a watch-along once a year. The man watches Toradora once a year. Crazy, but Toradora, since it was like my first time, like really getting into kind of a, I, I grew up watching like boys shows. You know, I watched a lot of the the robots and the fighting and the ninjas, and it was like my first. It kind of Toradora kind of showed me that anime could be something else, and I really latched onto that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's a very very nice romance. Yeah, and it's funny, and it gets really mature. Not mature as in, like, sexy or violent, but its themes, like, get heavier as it progresses. It's good. Right. What about you? Uh, For 2008, I think 
this was a tough pick because I didn't have a, a big favorite, but I think I'll talk about Guy Ray Zero. So I <gasps> guess. Dude! Oh my god! You rock! Yeah, so I guess the first episode was a total total tease because it's not actually about what the show was about at all, right? I don't know if you remember. I, okay, so I did not watch Guy Ray Zero. I read the entire manga, and it was so good. And the anime is actually a prequel to what happens in the manga. Right, right. So I can't I believe that was 2008. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I didn't read the manga, so I didn't know what was going to happen. So, you know, when it, it was originally, you think it's about this these two girls who become exorcists, right? Mm-hmm. And you realize that two-thirds of the way through the show that this was not going the way you want, right? Yeah, Yomi goes <laughs> crazy, and Kagura's like, I don't know. Uh, it's so good. And the animation's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it definitely, uh, it was, you know, sort of shocking in a way. The yeah. The way it ended. I yeah, so would. That, that was for 2008. Yeah, I would be interested to watching that. I haven't even thought about that franchise in forever. Super right. cool. I didn't expect well, you okay. to pick that. Dope pick. A plus. Hmm. Okay, you go for 2009. Okay, 2009. Uh, so my pick for 2009 is Taisho Baseball Girls. So Taisho Baseball Girls was basically about... This is back in the Taisho era, so it's when Japan oh. was trying to become more Western, right? Yeah. They were trying to modernize and become more Western. So Taisho Baseball Girls is about uh, this one girl who's you know, engaged to be married to to a guy. And at some point, he tells her that she should only focus on becoming more ladylike and, you know, learning cooking skills and stuff. And she gets really angry. And, you know, he's he was he was uh, on the baseball team at the time. So she says, you know what, I'm going to be beat you and your baseball team, you know, because that's because, you know, women are just can be just as good at playing baseball, isn't it? Right, mm. so it's basically sort of a, a story where she gathers all these different girls to form a baseball team, and then they're gonna compete against her 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 fiance's baseball team, and it's just a, a lot of fun, actually. As you were talking about it, I wrote it down because <laughs> that sounds so fun. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. The uh, the cast is a lot. They all have a lot of interesting personalities, and the humor is really good. And, you know, it, it looks great, actually. There was another recent anime that's pretty similar about girls forming a baseball team, and they actually have some similar lines. And I took a screenshot of the two. And if you put the two side by side, Taisho Girl, Baseball Girls looks way better. Oh. You know, it, yeah, visually, it just looks, I mean, it looks very clean compared to a more recent show that I'm not going to mention because it wasn't good. <laughs> not even worth the shout out. Yeah. So what Me? was your 2009? 2009, I didn't have like a super standout. Um, I went with K-On! Oh, interesting pick. Because um, Thomas and I, freshman year of 
of high school. We were watching it weekly. We just had a lot of fun with it. We would like learn all the words to all the songs and it was our first time like singing in Japanese and all this stuff. And um, it was the first like cute girls doing cute things anime that I'd ever seen and kind of ever really liked. I don't like many kinds of those shows, but um, it just had like this kind of calming effect and it was just, it's super fun and it's really easy and there are no stakes. And sometimes that's really nice. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember I put on an episode recently and it's just, you can just jump right back in, you know, because it's a slice of life. You can watch yeah. almost any episode and it's it's very mm-hmm. soothing. When we were home for Christmas, Thomas and I put on a random episode of season two of K-On! And we instantly started singing all the words. And I had not listened to that song in 10 years. And we just both like still knew everything and like every quote. It was it was crazy. <laughs> but yeah. That is- we never finished K-On! Because K-On! season two came out while we were graduating high school and they were graduating high school in the show and Thomas thought it was too sad and we never went back. (laughs) Oh, did you at least watch a movie? No, we haven't watched any. We we probably had five episodes left of season two of K-On! But they were getting ready for graduation and so were we and Thomas was like, I can't deal with this right now. And then we never watched the rest. Oh man, you guys should finish it. I know, that'd be a fun like watch along if we all watched K-On, rewatched K-On. I'll have to talk to him about that. It's a good show. All right, Flamey, I want you to try and guess my favorite anime from 2010. Okay, I'm going to guess High School of the Dead. That is a really good guess, and I was thinking about it, but it is not that. But I appreciate you. It's one of my favorite anime openings of all time. <laughs> I talk about it on the pod a lot. We recently did like a two-month-long thing about it. Oh, Angel Beats. Angel Beats. Angel Beats. That's right. My my boys, Angel Beats. Although, shout out to High School of the Dead. A plus. Love you guys. So much nudity. But um, Angel Beats. I won't talk about it. You guys know if you've been listening. Masterful. Amazing. Like, I didn't even have to look up anime in 2010. I just typed 2010 Angel Beats, and I kept going. (laughs) Very easy. What about you? Okay, so I already told you mine, which was High School of the Dead. (gasps) It was yours? Yes. Dude, yeah! So good! But yeah, High School of the Dead was great. It had everything that a young boy would be interested in. Very true. Very true. I watched High School of the Dead, and I'm not into, like, naked girls and all that stuff. And I was like, woo, this is a lot. But I was really into it for the action and the story. And I was there, and I was like, Thomas, you need to watch this show. It's so good. And Thomas watched it, and he was like, how could you watch this? It's all nudity. And I was like... But but the story, and he's like, there's only plot. There's not actual plot. I was like, no, there's an actual plot. And then, like, I think a year or two later, he went back, and he actually watched it. And he was like, yeah, that was really good. I was like, yeah. It's a good show. It's very creepy. Like, I couldn't watch it at night. Yeah, it's scary. The zombies are good. It's a good zombie show with yeah. some hot chicks. 
Yes, definitely. One of the most legendary anime scenes of all time is Takashi using his girl's boobs as a holder for his machine gun. And then they use the bullet time effect. Yes. One of the best That's scenes in anime. Yes. I'm pretty sure everyone has seen that scene, actually. And if I'm talking to someone and they haven't seen it, I pull it up on my phone and I show them. <laughs> so good. All right. 2011 was hard. I didn't have any standouts. I picked Anohana. Oh, good pick. I watched Anohana in 2015, 2014. So I don't even really know what came out in 2011. But whatever, it could, one of the most amazing anime could have come out in 2011. Anohana is that good. It's just a really powerful story with great animation and interesting characters. And it's, it's very touching and it's very timely. It can... It, it will always matter. So I feel like it was a solid pick. I don't actually know much about 2011, but I figured that'd be a good one to go with. Wait, so I had to talk about Anohana. It's, it's so tragic. Yes. It's, and it's so emotional. It's just, I guess I don't have anything to say about it, except if you haven't <laughs> seen it, I, I highly recommend watching it. Yes, double play approved, Anohana. Thomas's favorite, uh, well, one, besides like One Piece or whatever, Thomas loves Anohana. He has the most beautiful Menma figure. Um, a plus Anohana. Really, you'll cry. You'll probably cry. You'll definitely cry. All right. What's up for you? 2011. Yeah. Okay. I think this is obvious, but it was Chihaya Furu. Hey! Yes. So. I actually like the first season of Chihaya Furu a lot. It's basically yet another club anime, but you know, it definitely had something more than what all the other club anime have. So I just yeah, don't know. It's, it's super refreshing. Yeah, I mean it's just I guess it is pretty similar to a lot of other club anime, but just, you know, her her energy and passion for Karata and her, you know, how she's willing to you know, recruit all of the other club members and and get them up to speed and and everything is it's just a, a great show to watch. Yeah, did you watch it in 2011? I did. Wow, solid. I I hadn't heard of it until I think like two years ago. I heard of it. So good for you jumping on that. So you've been you've been on this train for a long time, man. Yeah, a long time. Good for you, sticking it out. Oh, it's not sticking it out. It's it's love. Well, you had to wait like five years between seasons. Oh, that's what you mean. Oh, but, it, you know, anime is always like that, right? There's always, it's always just pushing a manga, right? Or, yeah. or light out. I so. love how you said that. It's not waiting, it's love. That's perfect. I love that. Yes. All right. Okay, so 2012? 2012 is weird for me because I watched this anime in 2012 and dropped it and then watched it two years later and it became my favorite anime of 2012. Sakamichi no Apollon, Kids on the Slope. Oh, Kids on the Slope. I 
Love the show. I own it on DVD. I've watched it four times. I've read the whole manga. Um, I don't think I was mature enough the first time I watched it. Not saying that I, I was like a horrible person, but I wasn't appreciating it the way I should have been. And then I was able to watch it in the headspace I needed to be. Um, it's like, it's not, it's, it's a historical fiction, but it, it doesn't feel like an anime. It feels like a biopic. Like it feels like a documentary. Everything's so realistic. The characters are so realistic. Everything moves so naturally. Um, Shinichiro Watanabe, what do you expect? Um, the music's phenomenal. It feels like you're in 1960s Japan with the lighting and the character designs. And I just think it's it's absolutely fabulous. You know, the thing I remember the most about that show was when the girl sings in English that that one song. Yeah, um, a um, few of my favorite things. Was it, wasn't it like raindrops on roses? Yeah, these are a few of my favorite oh, things. Oh, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She goes music. like, raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Right, right. I remember that very vividly. I listen to that song like every other month. I'll listen to the full soundtrack at least once a year of Kids on the Slope. I love it. It's good good It gets a little melodramatic in the middle. But I just ignore that part. And the rest of it's perfect. <laughs> okay. So what? 2012 for me was sort of difficult. Mm. I think I'm going to talk about AKB 0048. So, oh, okay. The girl yeah, group. So AKB, right. So AKB 48 is, you know, a famous idol group in Japan, mm. right? So they made this sci-fi action show out of it called AKB0048. And it's basically about, you know, the galactic government has basically outlawed entertainment. And so these, this rebel group goes out and performs guerrilla lives. Oh. Yeah, they go to various planets and perform guerrilla lives. And so what happens is they have girls who, who fly down on, singing plat- on platforms singing and performing while everyone else in that group, you know, defends them against, you know, the government forces. So there's actually a ton of action and, and lots of music. It's, it's actually a pretty fun show. Hmm. I didn't yeah, expect it to be gorilla. It's a gorilla live. Yeah, they're, you know, they're under attack while they're performing. I don't know, if you've ever seen uh, Macross, which is about, it's about people who... I don't know. You've never have you heard of Macross before? I have. I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Okay. Macross is about you know idols and transforming Mecha, where uh, you know they have these fighter jets and they can mm-hmm. transform into giant robots, and that's the most important part of Macross. But then there's also a singing part where the enemy forces are affected by music. So AKB48, AKB0048, sort of you know takes that kind of that kind of theme to an extreme where the music is the most important part of the show. Which I think makes sense because yeah, they're trying to they're trying to promote that that idol group's music, right? Right. Yeah. Huh. I didn't expect it to be sci-fi. Super cool. Yeah. Okay. 2013. Okay. 
2013 was hard for me. I have three listed. They're all very different. I don't know which one to talk about. It's hard because, like, Attack on Titan came out in 2013. And it's like, yeah, Attack on Titan was good. But was Attack on Titan my favorite of 2013 that came out in 2013? I also have Silver Spoon, which is the farming high school comedy. And I also have Suisei no Gargantia, which is an amazing sci-fi, like, drama, cultural expert exploration of assimilation. So I've got, like, a huge grab bag here. So which one are you going to pick? I know. You didn't help at all. Let me ask you a question. If out of those three, if you had to watch one of them right now, which one would you pick? Uh, um, I guess I wouldn't watch the first season of Attack on Titan again. Okay. Okay, I see you. I'm going to go Gargantia on the Virtuous Planet. So we say no Gargantia. I need to rewatch that show again. Um, a really cool, like, philosophical sci-fi show about an alien, an alien, in quotes. He's still kind of human, but he comes down to a civilization he doesn't know from space. And he has to learn to live in their ways and um, learn their language. But there's also a war going on. And it's... Uh, it's a really interesting, I was also, during this time it came out, I was taking a lot of co college classes that were going along with the same sort of cultural and philosophical exploration. So it was just connecting to a lot of things in my life at that time, in that year. And um, I like recommended it to everyone I knew and only one person watched it, but we still talk about it today. Like it's so good. Um, it was on Netflix, it might still be on Netflix. Totally check it out. Hey, so, you know, Gargantia, they released the OAV episodes on Crunchyroll. They did. I have not seen them yet. Oh, you should watch them. Are they good? Have you seen them? Yeah, they're really good. You know, what I think I like the most about Gargantia is the difference in, you know, he has that one robot that's so much more advanced than everyone else. But mm -hmm. he uses it to, you know, help out a lot. Yeah. And Oh. Yeah, I, I thought that was the most interesting part was how much more advanced his technology was than theirs. But mm -hmm. even though he was from a more advanced civilization, he, outside of that robot, he really didn't have anything new to contribute to them. Like he, in the first couple episodes that the civilization's getting invaded by like pirates or something, and he totally obliterates the enemy. Right, right. And the people yeah. are like, nah, dude, you can't do that. That's not how we roll. And he literally just goes, okay, and doesn't yeah. murder anyone anymore. It's so interesting. I think, I think we should also mention that this, the world that he, he ends up on is a water world. It's all on Everyone's boats. On, yeah, they're all on ships. So, so it's, cool. it's, the way they, they put together their cities was you know, really interesting. Phenomenal, yeah. But shout out to Silver Spoon. It's really funny. Okay, so actually, in that case, in 2013, my pick was Silver Spoon. Really? Oh my god, yes. Flamey! Yes! So Silver Spoon, as Mary mentioned, is actually sort of like a slice of life, and it's actually about a guy who moves to uh, a farming school. Right. He, yeah, agricultural high school. 
Yeah, an agricultural high school. So I guess he, his parent, he wasn't happy with his life with his parents. So he just decides to up and move to the countryside. And there he learns about, you know, growing your own food and and how 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 much better, you know, the food is there. <laughs> and yeah. Just how how different life can be than your normal city life. The whole first episode is dedicated to the main character, Hachizen, wrapping his head around the idea that the egg of a chicken comes out of the same hole from the butt as the poop. (laughs) And he's just like, how could I eat something that comes out of the poop hole? And that's the plot of the entire first episode. And it's amazing. (laughs) I remember that, you know, the, the, the overall season, first season plotline was him growing a pig or raising a pig and then eventually having it butchered and then eating it and serving bacon and making bacon and sending it to everyone, all of his relatives. And it sounds really morbid, guys, but it's actually like learning about kind of the natural cycle and taking responsibility and knowing where your food is coming from and paying paying forward to nature what you take from it and it it it, it was good also second arc in the first season is all about making pizza greatest show of all time yeah they have to build their own oven did they 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 found the oven i guess they found it but they had to like restore it yeah they had to fix it up it was out in the open right in the exposed the elements and it was finally the cheese girl's time to shine. Right. Yeah, great cast. All the characters like specialize in a certain thing. It's also, it, I watched all of Silver Spoon on Netflix again. Check it out. Double play approved. But not actually because Thomas hasn't seen it. But if we're considering Flammy Thomas, double play approved. I agree. Yes. All right, 2014. Also hard for me. I had three here, but I'm going with Haikyuu. Oh, good pick. Easy. Super fun. I got my wisdom teeth out and then had to sit at home all day eating ice cream. And I put on Haikyuu and I binge watched the first 10 episodes. And then I've been watching it weekly ever since. Um, Even though a little frustrated with the current season, A++. Love that show. The, the way it, like, it dramatically leads you on and the cliffhangers after each each episode throughout the matches, there's you I've never gotten such an adrenaline rush from watching a show than I did with Haikyuu. Sounds good. Yeah. What I, about I you? I to add. Okay. okay. Yeah. So for 2014, I picked, uh, actually, this is pretty tough. I think I'll pick Parasite. I, Thomas has been trying to get me to watch that show forever. It's just a little too gross for me with the guy's hand. Right. But, okay, I mean, I think it's basically like an anime version of the Puppet Masters, where basically aliens invade the Earth, and they take over people, people and, you know, control them. And he, since he was wearing headphones while sleeping... The parasite that tried to take over his body couldn't. And so it just in- infested his hand instead. And so he's oh. still in control. Yeah, so he's still in control. And he basically, him and the parasite, they both decide to work together 
since the parasite is a parasitic animal, right? He, if he, he doesn't have that body, he's, he's doomed, right? Mm. So they decide to work together and try to survive and, you know, you know, make sure that, you know, they survive in that world and, you know, maybe fight off other parasites and other people, you know, whatever it takes. Right. I've only heard good things about it. The opening's yeah. really good. Yeah. I mean, there's some j- very dramatic moments in that show. Hmm. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Again, only heard good things. Thomas loves it. Can't complain about that pick. Um, 2015, I have um, Ore Monogatari, my love story. Oh, nice. So funny. So funny. So funny. So cute. Uh, it takes an interesting spin on a traditional show like shoujo like all the shoujo tropes it kind of it's still like totally shoujo but it just twists it in little ways that makes it feel unique um and it's i laughed i remember i was home at my house one day and i was laughing so hard my mom had to come in and check on me she thought something was wrong because i was laughing so hard it's just a really funny heartwarming rom-com yeah, I think the most memorable thing about this show is just that that, that dude is huge. Yes. Uh, Takeo is ginormous. Yeah. Yes. He's and so she- big that his girlfriend kisses him with his eyes closed and he just thinks a fly lands on his face. <laughs> and his first kiss ends with him thinking that like he got a bug on his mouth while he blinked. Oh. <laughs> So funny. I guess that didn't sound that funny. You have to watch the episode, but it's so funny. Okay. Uh, Sorry, you go. Okay, I think my pick for 2015 was Sound Euphonium. Ooh, Yes, the Sound Euphonium is just uh, a club show about a girl in a band who plays the euphonium. Uh... I think what makes it special is is it's really hard to say what makes it special. It's you know it's animated by Kyoto Animation and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I've ever seen anything that looks this good, really. The but. thing that makes it stand out for me is coming from a band setting. Sound Euphonium was basically my life in college, like hard stop. Um, you ne- in music anime, you never see full ensemble performances animated the entire time there are always cuts there are always flashbacks going on but sound euphonium put so much care into the performance they perform this awesome contraband song called like half crescent moon i still listen to it sometimes it's amazing but they animate the whole thing all the valves on the trumpets all the brass everything's glistening and beautifully proportioned and animated and just like as a music person woo, to the moon like they did a phenomenal job with that. Yeah, I, I think it was it was really it was really great to see her transition from you know this is just something she does for fun to become to becoming really serious about it and wanting to become you know one of the best. Yeah, I didn't pick it because I like season two better, but then I also didn't pick season two for when it came out. Um, it's a did you watch um crap. 
whoever in the blue Liz in the Bluebird? I did. Yes. You did. I didn't get a chance to see it. Was it as great as everyone said? It's a completely different story. I mean, it's it's basically focuses on two other girls. I know, and I didn't love their arc in the anime. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a completely different story. I think it's you know it's just I don't know what to tell you. I, I I'm guessing as you wouldn't like it that much. Oh, well, but did you like it? Yeah, I, it was okay. It wasn't <laughs> great. I mean, I did, it wasn't bad. It's, okay. I would, probably wouldn't watch it again, but it was worth watching, I think. Cool. Okay, good to know. But yeah, Sanuphonium, really good. Um, shout out to the trombone guy. Love him. Oh, that guy's a loser. What? False. He deserves okay. more credit. I okay. like him a lot. Say so. Um, twenty sixteen. Okay. Oh, there's a lot of picks here. This was a hard year. I just wanna this. I just wanna give a shout out to Alderman on the Sky. I feel like I'm the only human on the planet who watched it. It's a great show. It's like a strategic war show in a fantasy land, but it's it's not about the war. It's about prepping for war and strategizing for military battles. And it's super dope. And they're never going to translate the Nutlight novels. And they're never going to give me a season two. But if you're interested, it deserves your time. Al Durman on the Sky Rocks. My anime of 2016 is erased. Oh, okay. Definitely. I can't argue with you there. Erased was amazing. Erased, what? yeah. Erased was amazing. Erased also proves that you don't need to have a great ending to be a great show. Um, Erased did not end great. However, I don't see that taking away from the show at all. I was constantly on edge, constantly trying to figure out what was going on. Um, Execution-wise, every aspect of the production and the performances and the Direction was great. Um, edge of my seat. In college, I rented out one of the viewing rooms. It was like an 80-person movie theater. I rented it out so my fiancé and I could watch the final episode of Erased by ourselves. And we had a whole movie theater to ourselves. We watched the last episode of Erased, which was super depo- disappointing when it wasn't that great. But it was still really cool and um, definitely enjoyed watching it the most out of any other anime that year. Yes, I think actually my pick was also erased. So. Yeah, I was wondering if we were going to get one, man. We picked the same one. I yes. mean, you have to, right? Every episode was so thrilling. It was, it, that's the perfect world, word, man. So thrilling. It's so exciting. Every turn, you don't know. You're in the past, you're in the present. Who's he? What's happening here? Oh, it was so good. Yes, it was amazing. Mm. All right, you go for 2017. Okay, 2017, my pick was Princess Principal. So you were telling me to watch this. This is when the podcast started, and Thompson and I skipped it, and you were on Twitter like, "Yo, dudes, watch this," and I never did. Princess Principal is is really great. It's it's uh it's about these uh, female spies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically an episodic spy story. So 
almost like you know like a james bond type spy story except it's set in sort of a steampunk type world mm. yeah so you know in this world there's this uh anti-gravity type material that uh you know one side you know there's two different factions in england and one side has this like anti-gravity which lets them you know you know have a strong military but I don't know. It's just all the spy stories are really great. The backstories of all the girls are interesting. You know, the action scenes are are really great. You know, they're it's just a lot of fun to watch. And yeah. if you ever have a chance to listen to the dub, I would watch it in the dub form because they, <laughs> yeah, they gave all the girls English accents, so it, you really feel like you're in that setting. Oh, I'm writing that down in my notes right under Taisho Baseball Girls. Um, I'm always looking for dubs to listen to while I work. Perfect. Yeah, the, the Princess Baseball dub is, is really amazing. I think it's perfect. Cool. Yeah, I've only heard good things about that show. I just never got around to it. Sometimes cute girls doing anything um, throws me off because I don't trust it. Because I'm very gullible and I'll feel like something has a really good plot and then it'll just like degenerate to just cute girls doing cute things and I need something more to like grab onto when I'm watching a show. So I like letting shows like that ride out and then hearing from it later that it was good and then putting the time in. Yeah, Princess Principle is really good. I can't recommend it enough. Cool. Perfect. Thank you. Putting That is single play approved, everyone. Checkmark. My anime of 2017, I didn't expect to be doing this. Um, it is a sequel. I have Sangatsu no Lion Season 2. Oh, interesting uh, pick. I don't know why I loved March Comes in Like a Lion so much. And Season 2 was just, it was just great storytelling, amazing drama, like every episode I finished it and I was like how can this show get better and it just kept getting better um I I really don't have much to say about it besides I I loved it and I didn't expect to have a season two of anything on this list but when I was going through and I saw March comes in like a lie in season two I I had to put it um half of it was 2018 it was like fall to win fall 2017 to winter 2018 but I don't care <laughs> it's it's a phenomenal show, and um, the second season just really kita kita sparkles and shines. I loved it. Did you watch it either season? It. So you did? I think, yeah, so I think the second season, what stood out to me from that second season was that bullying arc. Yes, it was so, so powerful. Yeah, it's. I think it's very realistic in that there is no good solution, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they were they were helpless in trying to try to trying to fix this issue. And in reality, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. And it doesn't have a happy ending. It's not like the bully finds the cruelty in her ways and apologizes. She is just an indifferent preteen who doesn't care. She doesn't care who she hurts. She doesn't care whose life she ruins because it has nothing to do with her. And they never change her. She just leaves the school like that. And unfortunately, a lot of the times that's the reality of it. So I, w- I was kind of happy that it didn't have like a little happy ending. It was just like 
this is what happens and you got to learn to move on. And that's the whole point of the show is dealing with depression and hard stuff in your life, but still being able to get up in the morning and going through your day. And that was really good. And the arc after that, which kind of reminds me of the Harada sensei arc we just went through in Chiayafudu, the old guy playing Shimada in the tournament. All right. I remember he, yeah. he got everyone's hopes. Yes. And the they show. were they were all like streamers, like the little things you tie onto trees in Japan to make r wishes. They were all tied to him, holding him down, dragging him to his eventual death. All the hopes and dreams of his other friends who had passed away because they were so old. And uh, it was right. it was so great. One poor Shimada, because that dude never wins. He lost again. I felt bad, but I wanted the old guy to win. And that just like the visual metaphors in Sangatsu no line are amazing. And that's a perfect example of one. Or Ray always being underwater, suffocating with his life, like amazing visual metaphors, but love that show. <laughs> right. 2018, you wanna go or should I go? I'll go, it's quick, it's Violet Evergarden. <laughs> oh, right, of course. Like, see you later. Violet Evergarden, Devil Man, always close. Two completely different shows, but Violet Evergarden just like moved me in ways that I thought was amazing. So easy. I've talked about it enough. What's yours? Okay, mine. Mine was Laid Back Camp. So, you really like this show, and I never even gave it a chance. I love this show. So it's about four girls who go camping. You know, and what makes it great is is they actually spend almost all their time, you know, with these beautiful scenic shots and backgrounds. And, you know, actually where I live, I'm about 1.5 miles or so from a regional park. So mm. if I go up on that regional park into the hills, the kind of scenery that you, I see up there is identical to the scenery in this show. So this show basically lets me go out into the park in the middle of the night you know, when you're not allowed up there. Yeah. It's just another way to experience the outdoors. So it's it's just great. That's you know. a cool connection you have to it that not a lot of people can say. You know, I kind of love when you can connect to an anime in that really unique kind of personal way. Yeah. I mean, the, if you look at the scenery shots in there and, and I go up there and it, the scenery shots are almost identical. The scenery, scenes of the city, you know, the scenes of the mm. other mountains. All of it is, it, it's universal, really. So All right. It's, it's playing my favorite of 2018. I'm going to pick a fight with you. Ready? Okay. At the beginning of this episode, you said you like Somali because it, it also has like some crunch to it. And it's not just like an easygoing la-la show because sometimes you can't really get into those. Right. And Yudu Camp is exactly that. Yeah, but that's its focus. I mean, that's uh, what the, it's meant to be. The, right, but the question is, why Yudu Camp over other shows that are, like, also very chill without main focus? Why Laid Back Camp? I mean, I like those shows, a lot of those shows also, but Euro Camp and Laid Back Camp, it does it the best. Okay, so it's an execution factor. Interesting. You know, they have one girl in there who's sort of a loner, and 
you know, she just goes out and does her own thing and goes out to the country and camps and she can just enjoy everything by herself. And it's, it really works. Mm. I don't know what to say. It's, it's, you know, they'll have scenic shots and then they'll, there'll be a big communication tower. And, you know, the, where I live, they have those big TV antennas out in the hillsides, right. To transmit down to the cities nearby. So it all matches. I don't know what to say. No, no, you said everything. That's a good answer. I was just trying to stir the pot. But that yeah, was good, I think yeah. Probably, it doesn't relate as well because the scenery doesn't look realistic. It's not photorealistic. Oh, not God, no. It'll... It is so fantasy. Yeah. Laidback Camp is almost photorealistic. Interesting. In it's clearly traced from actual photos, actually. Ah. Yeah. Well, and that was produced by Crunchyroll. Yeah, they helped fund it. So they actually have a school short this season, and it's not good. Because they don't go out to camping at all. Ah, so it kind of, like, takes away the whole point of the show. Yeah, they're just, they basically tried to take that, you know, uh, real-life setting in anime and apply it to tourist spots, and it, it doesn't work. Mm. yeah anyway no no good good all right everyone we just did um our favorite anime of 2019 on the podcast so i'm gonna let you go first for 2019 because mostly everyone knows mine okay so actually i didn't have a good pick for 2019 because i didn't really like i didn't really really like anything from 2019 so i picked a show that started in 2018 and ran into 2019 was it can i guess Okay. Was it uh, Running with the Wind? Run with the Wind? Oh, yes, it was. Yeah! (laughs) Okay. So, Run with the Wind was about... uh, There's actually three main segments to the show. So, it's about a a college running team that wants to compete in this marathon... uh, uh, What's it called? You know, when, when they have... When they have... Four team members run a four by one hundred. Do you remember what that kind of race is called? A relay. Yeah, they, it's a marathon relay. So there's this marathon relay in Japan called the Hakoden, Hakone Ekiden, and mm-hmm. it's basically like the biggest marathon relay race in J- in Japan. So this guy goes around and he basically does whatever it takes to get these these nine other guys. To, to join his track team so so the first phase of the anime is about him you know you know blackmailing or persuading or you know you know incentivizing people to join his track team and then once everyone buys in so everyone eventually they all come around and the second phase of that show is them needing to qualify for the Hakane Ekiden. Hmm. So, you know, it's basically the training and running in qualifying races. And one of the members, probably the most interesting part of the show is one of the members was basically just uh, a guy who only reads manga all day and every day. And he has, in his Zoom, it's just full of manga. Right. Mm-hmm. And he runs like an old man, essentially. So basically, you know, everyone is everyone else on in that team is wondering, you know, how are we going to get this guy to 
qualify because he's just so slow. And, you know, they, it's just, they just keep working at it every episode until, you know, eventually all of them, obviously, they all eventually qualify. And then the last arc of the show is basically the actual race. So, oh, nice. So they do get to run in it in the show. Yes. So and then it goes through each individual character's portion of the race and their feelings and thoughts and, and you know, their motivations. It's, it's, it's a great show. Yeah, I've only heard good things. I've never seen the show, but I've listened to the soundtrack a couple times. It just kind of came up, so I click it, and I like listening to instrumental music. Uh, the soundtrack's great. And um, Avocado in the Discord loves it. He would talk to me about He's in the gamer orchestra with me, and he would talk about it every week, like, you need to watch this show. So I totally get it. I've only heard good things. It's a Annie, right? No, it's, I think it's, it's by the same team that does Haikyuu. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm a jerk. Oh, production IG. Yeah, so the team that worked on Haikyuu worked on this, and then once they finished with this, they started back work on Haikyuu. That's funny. Huh. Cool. Yeah, production IG. Kohei Kisa. Cool. 23 episodes, not bad. Yeah, I've I've only heard good things. The animation is stunning. It looks good. Good choice, good choice. I knew a lot of people were saying, I think I remember, I don't even know how I guessed that. <laughs> but I kind of did. Um, it's a fun show. What? It's a, it's a fun show. I think it's probably the most interesting part is, you know, how they get all the people to their, you know, buy in and then how they can eventually get everyone to qualify, even if at the very beginning, they're just not in the right kind of shape to, you know, to meet the times necessary to qualify. Right. And it's a long race. You can't just wake up one day and want to run it. Right. Cool. Um. My favorite anime, favorite in a lot of ways, besides just the actual anime was of last year, was um, The Promised Neverland. Oh. I, um, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Read the manga for years, loved it, didn't know why people didn't know about the series. And then it was less about the show being very good, which it was. Um, the anime did an amazing job, I thought, but it was more watching people watch the show and watching people react in the same way I did when I was for, when I was reading it for the first time, that was like my favorite part of the whole year, like totally being in the know and watching these cliffhangers and watching people freak out and just being like, yeah, you're in like just watching everyone kind of fall in love. Well, not really fall in love because it's a terrifying show, but just get so invested into the story and into like the psychology of it. Um, all year last year, I was watching people react to different parts of the show. Like I was watching like grown men screaming and like young girls crying over it. I was just like such a sucker watching all the reaction videos. I loved kind of sharing the emotion of the show with the whole internet community. And that's why it was my favorite show of the year. 
Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah, I did you like it? Uh, probably not as much as everyone else did. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little frustrated with the ending because, you know, they spend all this time, de- you know, developing all these plans. And mm-hmm. in the end, they just show their actual plan in a flashback, which I think was not what I wanted. Oh. You know, there's another show which I think is very similar. You know, it's a completely different type of genre, but there was a show called Prison School, which is conceptually very similar. Hmm, I've heard of it. Yeah, they they basically form, you know, elaborate plans to, you know, either get out of prison or, you know, on the other side, try to get these boys to be expelled from the school. And it's, they, you know, it's conceptually very similar where... You know, these are they're scheming against each other and they're forming elaborate plans, but they don't just, you know, show the final solution in a flashback and, you know, tell you how they ended up doing it without actually going through all the paces. They actually step through every single step and show, you know, how they improvise when 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 things go wrong and stuff like that, which I mm. think or which I think uh, this show didn't do, which I found pretty frustrating. Uh, I kind of considered it more of a different approach. Like, they're leading you one way, and then they kind of... The whole show is kind of about trying to figure out what's going on under the table with Mama and the infrastructure and whatever. And then as you're trying to figure out what's going on under the tablecloth, you realize that at the end... Even the characters you were following had something else going on that you didn't know about. Like, we think we just need to find out Mama's secrets, but at the end it was also, like, a secret plot by the people we were supposed to know. And I felt, like, super hoodwinked by that. And yielded in flashbacks because you didn't know what was going on until it started happening. And I thought that was really cool. So I think it, it could just be the way you look at it. Yeah, I was hoping for something more where you're basically following how they're going to execute mm. and it being that kind of show. So that's probably why I was disappointed. Okay. No, but fair. When you when you have certain expectations, I could totally see that. But um, it was still good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good show. So that was over a decade <laughs> of anime with Mary and Flammy. That's right. I hope uh, it inspires people to go back and watch shows that they may not have thought about watching. Yeah, or just go back and think about the shows that you watched at different points in your life and thinking about why you like them. Um, Like, I don't know, it was a cool exercise. And I I wrote down some recommendations, some new shows I want to try. I hope you guys take our words to heart and maybe watch some shows you wouldn't usually give a chance and um you'll have plenty of anime to watch during your quarantine (laughs) that's true it's true we've got all the time in the world but um flammy absolute pleasure this was super fun this is one of our longest podcast podcast episodes ever we're almost at two hours oh man i'm exhausted I'm I'm not going to be able to talk tomorrow. My voice is already leaving my body. But this was super fun. So I really appreciate you um, playing sub for Thomas and um, preparing such a long list and um, being very eloquent while you speak about it. 
Yeah, it was a pleasure. I really enjoyed being on the podcast. Cool. Yeah. And guys, I hope you have a good week. I hope you are being safe and mindful and washing your hands and only taking the amount of toilet paper you need. And most importantly, I hope you're happy and you're watching a lot of anime. This was the second quarantine episode of your favorite anime podcast, Anime Double Play. Um, thank you for listening. We love you guys so much. And we will talk to you next week. See ya. Bye, everyone.